Hello and welcome to Diceratops Presents Diceratalks. This is a conversation with Kieran Bennett about putting together a TV show featuring New Zealand politicians playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's a great chat, much to enjoy, but first a quick note about what's coming. Dial M for Minotaur is next up for Diceratops. It's a recording of our sellout live show at Bats Theatre Wellington. It's a very striking figure. The silhouette is nothing but curves. And I, I mean that literally. It's like a perfect ovoid. <laughs> with little fronds dangling from below, floating inside with little eyes on, on stalks popping out of the top. Is this what the cats are like here? Hello. <laughs> this, this is a flump. And the flump speaks to you telepathically and says, Mr. Raven, I need your help. My husband is missing. Well, forgive me for suggesting the obvious, but have you gone to the police? <laughs> We've also started recording our new D&D saga with Tom Adams and Jules Bergeser. Well, I feel like your temper is really your problem and not really mine. <laughs> and uh, he starts to feel like a little bit of a rumble underneath his feet. And um, a couple of the windows and doors start to shutter and shake and uh, Jackowick just looks at it and goes, sir, I believe that you have overstepped yourself. More about that one very, very soon. We have another live show on November the 26th at BATS. Tickets are on sale now for D&D Live. Pour some centaur on me. It's going to be a good time. Right, enough preamble. Let's get into it with Kieran Bennett. Um, cool, so welcome to uh, Diceratalks, which is what I've decided to call these conversations that we're having for the Diceratops Presents podcast. And I am Morgan Davey, of course, and I am talking to Kieran Bennett, who um, I don't even have written down here. I don't know if I had it ever in my, in my knowledge, had a project of um, undetermined name involving Dungeons and Dragons and politicians. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I got really excited about that and I wanted to talk to Kieran about that and uh, various other things. So Kieran, hello. 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 Thank you so much for having me on. This is very exciting. Oh, well, I think it's uh, exciting for me as well. So it's a, it's a win-win. So um, <laughs> does this project have a name? Uh, it does. Uh, the name of the project is blank, blank, blank. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I can, I can tell you what the original name okay. of the project was. So the original name of the show was uh, Supplementary Adventure, Mr. Speaker, which is obviously a, <laughs> a play on supplementary question, Mr. Speaker. But when we pitched the show, the commissioner for the show was like, love the idea, really cool. Could you maybe change the name? Could you maybe change the name to something shorter, easier to understand, and just better um so we're like okay yeah so we we workshopped a lot of different titles and and there's a lot of other ideas kind of floating out there but uh the actual name that we decided on um we'll, we'll just kind of keep to ourselves for the for yeah the understandable being. so this is this is still a, a live project and uh, it, obviously it's missed this um election round in new zealand but um I'm, yeah. it sounds like you are keen to continue developing it so as we talk um there might be things that you cannot reveal which <laughs> i'm sure we'll add to the mystery as we go yeah um, yeah <laughs> so um obviously this is this is um about getting politicians to play dungeons and dragons so do you have like a little elevator pitch for for what the show is or yeah so in its first version I mean, you'd think I'd be able to rattle it off in about two seconds considering <laughs> the amount of times I pitch this to people. But essentially the idea is we would get three MPs, all from different parties, not from the same parties, uh, and we would take them through like, uh, you know, an hour long 
D&D adventure uh, and just kind of see how they interacted and, and dealt with role play in a, in a, in a unfamiliar circumstance and just kind of um, the, the, the general kind of idea was to show like, Hey, politicians can have fun too, you know? Um, and obviously in the lead up to the election as well, you know, coalition governments and that kind of thing, we wanted to sort of throw politicians together who maybe didn't normally like have anything to do with each other um, and just kind of make them do something weird and just sort of see what would happen. Um, Cause you know, I, I feel like, I feel like role-playing games in general kind of reveal things about yourself that maybe you weren't aware of and kind of like show who you really are. Um, I remember when we were kind of workshopping everything about the show, we actually ended up playing a game of D&D in our team at work. And it was very interesting. People who are maybe normally quite quiet and reserved really kind of came to the fore and people who became very detail or obsessed or they, um, you know, started debating about things that they might not normally debate about. And it was, it was really, really interesting seeing how people change when you put them in that circumstance. And I think that was kind of one of the times we were like, oh, we have like a really cool idea here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's um, that's a core part of the appeal um, to me in terms of getting my brain buzzing is the idea of getting a bunch of politicians who are famously image conscious, particularly in the in the run up to an election, and yeah. uh, trying to kind of poke and prod at that uh, that surface. Um, yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. Well, in fact, that's not even it, is it? It's not poking and prodding. It's kind of putting a, a structure around them so they will inadvertently maybe reveal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We um we we. I say we, I had a phone conversation with uh, a press secretary for uh, Carmel Cipollone, the Labour MP, um, and she was very concerned. She was very concerned about this show and she was very concerned that we were going to be making fun of everyone. And so, you know, the, that the idea was going to be like we would bring them in to play this game, but it was all some kind of prank and that we were just kind of setting up to make fun of them and really did have to clarify uh, to her and to, her and to a lot of other people as well that it was more about we're providing an environment where you like they can have fun and you know take away as you said like that kind of image conscious uh, mm. kind of behavior where they were very very concerned about what they say how they behave and how they look kind of thing like and and just kind of be appear more human i suppose <laughs> uh, to, to to put it indelicately yeah yeah well i, I think it's an understandable concern because new zealand of course has a bit of a tradition of um televised pranksterism and uh not much at all of a tradition of televised um kind of imaginative play together so it's yeah it's definitely yeah. striking into new ground was this was it um kind of your idea or was it an idea that sort of emerged out of out of the ether of conversation or where did where did this come from um it's very un new zealander of me but i'm quite happy to say it was 100 percent my idea <laughs> um i was i was watching something online i still can't remember what it was but it was it was some kind of panel discussion about something and there was something about the setup that like the way the table was arranged that i was like oh that looks a lot like um that looks a lot like critical role and and dimension 20 and all that kind of stuff and then i was like yeah, would it be fun if you could do something like just like D on like Facebook or something? And, and, oh man, what if you got politicians to play D and D? That would be so, that would be so weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, and then I, I ended up randomly mentioning it to uh, one of my coworkers who then in turn mentioned it to our team lead. And he approached me and was like, oh, I hear about this idea that you have. We should like, we should see what we can do with that. Um, and, for some reason in my head, I, I'd never even considered um, 
you know, taking it to, to TVNZ or, or anything like that. I was like, I'll just see if I can make this myself. In retrospect, that was never going to happen. <laughs> um, but, you, you know, you, you live and you learn, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was absolutely my, my idea. But the, the kind of the workshopping um, through, through, the, through, through the months that followed was, was myself and a, one of my coworkers. We were the kind of co-producers of that show. Mm-hmm. So what, what is this workplace? Oh, I work at TVNZ. So I should probably, I probably should have, probably should have led with that. I work at TVNZ. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a video editor for One News. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I go in and I, I cut stories for the, for the six o'clock news. Um, but we, we also try and like pitch other ideas to other parts of the company to, you know, make more content and, and, and more kind of um, longer form projects than just like a, a minute and a half story for the news. Yeah, yeah. So for um for internationals who are listening to this, TVNZ of course is the um the primary broadcast presence in New Zealand. It yeah. um it, it continues to dominate the ratings as it always has, and has always incredible has, yeah. access to everyone and every aspect of New Zealand society <laughs> at different different levels of the of the thing. So um yeah, you're in the in the um, structure that would help you get some of the stuff done. It sounds like so. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. It was really. It was. It was very much one of those. Um, it's not what you know. It's who you know. Kind of things. Yeah. Um, where we like, I mentioned the idea to a coworker who mentioned it to my manager, who then brought it up to someone else, who then came to a meeting and was like, "Oh, you should talk to this guy at um, uh, Duke, which is a, a channel here in New Zealand." Um, and, and talk to him about it. And we ended up talking to him and he really liked the idea. And we had a bunch of meetings and a lot, a lot of emails, um, more than I could really care to count. Um, and then eventually that kind of led to, um, they were going to take a, a bit of a gamble. Uh, so there was, there was myself and my coworker who were doing this show. Yeah. Um, and then another two of my coworkers also had pitched a show for, um, uh, what is it? No, New Zealand Music Month. They, they pitched a show for New Zealand Music Month. And so he was like, I'm going to take a bit of a, you know, a bit of a risk on you guys. And I'm going to give you a bit of funding to try and make, uh, to try and make these shows. So it, it was, it was a very, um, it was a very, very lucky, lucky set of circumstances, yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Well, um, I, I saw when um, I came across the conversation about this on Twitter, that you had a, a list of, participants that you had yes. lined up for yes. the different episodes and it's quite an astonishing list of names these these are not kind of um unknown people from the from the back benches not that <laughs> not that um like new zealand of course is is small and our parliament is small and so there are um there's not a, a huge pool of uh, parliamentarians mm. to draw from but uh, yeah there were lots of, of very recognizable names <laughs> so yeah there's obviously a bit of a story about how you ended up with that list. How, like, who did you who did you talk to first? Uh, so it, it was it's, so. It's actually it's, it's interesting that you that you should that you should mention they're not all backbenchers because we um we, we so we we sat down and we were like okay, assuming the perfect world, assuming like everything goes our way and everything's coming up roses. Who do we want on each episode paired with who? And so we basically sat down and we just had this big master list of like, okay, so episode one's going to be David Seymour, Andrew Little, and uh, Jan Loki. That's what the first episode's going to be. And we went through and we did all that for all the episodes. And we we're like, okay, episode, episode six, like the last episode that we do, obviously that's going to be um, James Shaw, Winston Peters, and Jacinda Ardern. Let's just, and so we just made up that list and we're like, let's just see if we can, let's just see if we can do this. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of, 
helped us in a way because we went to then talk to um, Jessica Much Mackay, who's the political editor for One News, and we also talked to um, Fiona Cumming, who's the executive producer for Q and A, which is a political show in New Zealand. Um, and we went and talked to them, and we said, "Hey, we want to try and get these people on this like show, on this random show that we're doing, which you are just finding out about. Um, how do we do that?" Um, and it was really funny because they came back to us and said. Great list, great idea, love it. Um, this is never, ever going to happen. <laughs> um, they will never say yes to this. Uh, they have no time. This sounds wild and unpredictable, and they yeah. don't like that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so we were very much told, just go for backbenches or like, yeah. uh, you know, young Nats or young New Zealand first, like really, you know, really like shoot low kind of thing. And we're yeah. like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. We're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> and so we, we, we ended up getting this big list of contacts and um, yeah, it was, it was very much a, like it was very much a bull in a China shop kind of, kind of approach where we were just like, let's see head of the national party press team. Okay. Yeah. We'll just send her an email and just kind of see what happens, I guess. Um, and so I think we kind of developed a small sort of muttering amongst some people where it was like, Oh yeah, I've heard of your show because you've been emailing literally everyone who exists. <laughs> um, and we, we did get a couple of, um, uh, shall we say sh- somewhat short responses from some people who were kind of like, Hey, this isn't maybe really the right channel to go through. Yeah. And you're kind of blasting out all these emails to people. But, um, you know, it was, it was very much a, a um, an approach of just like, we'll just talk to people and see what happens. Um, and somehow we got a lot of people saying yes. Some people said no, but yeah, well, um, I, a lot of people did say yes. (laughs) And I understand, um, from, uh, comments that you made and also from, from sheer logic that a lot of these people saying yes, wouldn't have really understood what they're putting their hand up for. Is that fair to say? That's, that's really, really a hundred percent correct, which I was (laughs) like, Obviously, you know, I've, I've been playing D&D for many, many years at this point. Um, uh, so I was like, yeah, it's, it's D&D. You know, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Like everyone yeah. knows what that is. So many people didn't. Um, yeah. the, best, the, best, the best response that I got was um, uh, Kieran McAnulty, who's a, a Labour MP uh, further down south, or I suppose further north from you. Um, but uh, he, he replied, and uh, his press secretary had passed on my email, and he said, hey, Kieran, uh, I asked my staff what Dungeons & Dragons is, and I still have no idea, but I'm still keen to give it a go. <laughs> I was like, my man, <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, but yeah, there, there, were, there, were a few, there were a few that did. Uh, James Shaw, leader, co-leader of the Green Party, he was like, yep, cool, sounds great. I know exactly what that is. Um, yeah. Apparently he plays all the time. So yeah, um, that, yeah. that was great. But, but most of them required uh, a very comprehensive breakdown. Yeah. Um, and it, it, was, it was very much a, a situation of you had to explain it to the press secretary so they could make sure it was okay. Yeah. And then, then sometimes you would then get passed on to the MP and you have to explain it to them again because the press secretary didn't really understand and kind of didn't really <laughs> explain it very well. So I, I spent a lot of time explaining like, what, what is D&D? What is a role-playing game? What yeah. is a tabletop role-playing game? <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was uh, very entertaining. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm keen to talk a bit more about this, but maybe before we, we dive any further sure. there, let's, let's talk a little bit about um, you. And uh, you, you mentioned that you've known Dungeons & Dragons for a long time. So yeah. what's, what's your origin story with um, role-playing games and D&D and uh, how, did, how did you discover it? 
Um, so it's, it's, it's funny, actually. My, uh, a friend of my aunt's, um, she was moving overseas and she was like, I don't want to take my D&D books with me. Um, they're cool books, I guess. You can have them if you want. And I was like... I don't know what D&D is. Yeah, sure. I think I was like 14 at the time. Yeah. Um, and so she gave me uh, the, um, the, the, th- the third edition, that, that, that new kind of revamped edition of D&D, the Player's Handbook, Dungeon Master's Guide, and the Monster Manual. Um, and so I was like, let's, let's, have a, let's have a read of these and see what this whole thing is about. Because these books look cool at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was basically all downhill from there, as they say. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just got completely sucked into it. I ended up just i was making characters i was writing adventures um and i uh i'm I'm very much one of those uh you know one of those friends in the group where i'll find something new and cool and i'll be like you 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 and you we're (laughs) gonna play this now we're gonna do it um and so i ended up running adventures for my friends all the way through high school uh, and then did the same at university and um, and then I ended up uh, listening to a D&D podcast, um, which I believe now is called Greetings Adventurers, uh, but at the time was called Drunks and Dragons. Um, and I was listening to it and I was like, this sounds like a lot of fun. Um, why don't I just do a podcast? They're pretty easy, right? You know, there's no, there's no like work or, or, you know, any kind of effort involved whatsoever. We can just record it and it'll be fine. Um, and that was like five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah it just uh all, all from one person just randomly deciding to give me some books uh it set off a, a years years long journey yeah yeah it sounds like it so i'm i'm curious about that kind of original moment where you got the books because i think it ties into the experience that you're having with these politicians i i feel like with role-playing games dungeons and dragons there's kind of this um leap of understanding that you need to make where suddenly it all kind of coheres Mm. and you see how it works and until then it's all it's just kind of it's enormous pages full of numbers and there's no board and what what exactly is going on and you it sounds like you were given these books but no one sat you down and said and this is how it works and that was (laughs) in the days before critical role etc so how, how did you negotiate that entry um, so my, so, so my aunt actually, the, the, uh, uh, who has the friend who gave me the books, um, she, we, we, we were talking and she was like, oh, so, you know, uh, Jane gave you those books. That's, that's really cool. That was really nice of her. And I was like, yeah, yeah it's it really cool. And, and she, and she said, because, you know, she's a supportive family member and, and didn't really know what she was getting herself into. She said, shall we play it sometime? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? Like, how hard can it be? Um, and so I remember we actually went to go and see another friend of hers, um, and the three of us sat around, and uh, the two of them were, were playing. I also had a character, and I was I was dungeon mastering, I, I suppose. Um, yeah. And we just kind of had like a little um, a little sheet where I'd drawn, you know, a, I'd drawn a dungeon, and I and actually I'd uh-huh. written treasure. Yeah skeleton that kind of thing <laughs> yeah and, and i think there was there was the, the the first kind of moment that i can really remember is we they they they, they went and i actually think i still have this map somewhere and they went into the the first room and i was like you know uh, okay, so there's in front of you, there is uh, a ruined fountain and all around you is this kind of gray cave and you can hear the wind whistling. And I think for me, that was kind of the moment where I was like, oh, that's how this works. We're like telling a story and we're rolling dice at the same time. Oh. And it was such a like key lock sort of moment where I was just like, it now makes sense. And just from there, I was like, you know, uh, 
I, I, from, from that point, I was never really that, I guess, focused or into the whole kind of mechanics, I guess, of, of Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. and, and how like the dice and the sheets and all kind of tied. It was more, we're sitting together and we're telling a yeah. story and kind of collaboratively just, you know, playing. We're, we're, we're just, we're, we're, we're making a world and putting some characters into it and seeing what happens. Um, yeah, and yeah. so that was, that was, that was really like, um, the genesis for me. Awesome. And then that's, there's like a nice little kind of wavy flash forward to um, the podcast where you are um, serving as dungeon master and um, it's called for crits and giggles. Is that correct? Yeah. For, yeah, for, yeah. for, for crits and giggles. That's yeah. uh, um, we were, we, <laughs> we, we, we did that classic thing where we, um, where I was like, Hey, because I had some friends that I was playing some D&D with um, and we were, we were getting set up to kind of play our first session and I messaged them and I was like, hey, we should, we should do a podcast. We should just record what, you know, our, our sessions and we can kind of like edit it and, and, and put it out and people will listen to it. And everyone was like, um, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, we can do that if you want, I guess. Uh, so we recorded like our first like two or three sessions and, um, and I remember we, my, my, my ex-girlfriend and I, who, who, who used to do the show with us, we were sitting and we had like a piece of paper and we were like, what do we call this? <laughs> and we brainstormed like 25 ideas. Yeah. Not, they all sucked. They were all terrible. Um, until finally she goes, for crits and giggles, you know, because it's like for shits and giggles. And yeah. it was the funniest thing to us. So we just, we, we, <laughs> we, we, called, we called it for crits and giggles. And yeah, so that was uh what is what is it what is it now it's october so yeah so in 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 december of this year it'll be it'll be six years actually yeah Yeah. so that's that counts as a as a very long running podcast so um yeah you've it's not frequent it's long running (laughs) (laughs) and is uh, was this just the friends that you're already playing with that you recruited into the into the podcast yeah 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 so it was uh so so when we we when we were at um we were when we were at university uh we would uh get together at um in, in the kind of the the building that i had access to as part of my degree and in that there was like a big meeting room but it was on the corner of the building and the windows were round and it looked out over the courtyard so it was kind of like a tower and i was like we should play D in the weird tower room and that would be yeah. kind of fun and so there were there were a bunch of us um and then you know we graduated and everyone kind of you know went their separate ways and so there was me my girlfriend at the time um two of my friends from high school and a friend of mine from university who were really kind of the only ones that stuck around um and we were like well we all have jobs and lives i guess so we can't really get in you know gather in person as easily anymore why don't we just play online? Cause that's a thing that people do. Yeah. Um, and so I was just like, well, Hey, while, while we do that, why don't we just also do a podcast as well? I yeah. guess. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so we, we've been playing the same campaign um, technically, I suppose uh, for this entire time with the, the same characters and everything. So um, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, I, I've kind of, listened to a couple of your a couple of your episodes and um i noticed that you uh dipped into call of cthulhu at one point in there but mostly you've been sticking pretty rigidly to this uh dungeons and dragons journey with it with a singular campaign is that that's yeah yeah yep. so it's it's, it's yeah. the it's, uh, if you listen to the first episode and then you yeah. listen to the most recent episode they are the same connected story the whole that's, way through yeah that's really cool yeah we we did we did dip into call of cthulhu for a little bit there um just kind of you know just kind of mix it up and see yeah. if we could do something else. Um, Cause you know, jobs and all that kind of thing. The idea was that people could drop in and out of that and we could play something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but we played it and we all just kind of collectively went, 
we don't really like this. Let's just keep playing Dungeons & Dragons. Yes. <laughs> if it ain't broke, if it ain't exactly, broke. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And so that's um, kind of obviously giving you a lot of experience running games like with with a recording device going. Um, for this this show that you were planning, were you um, in the Dungeon Master's seat? Was that yeah, thing? yeah. So yeah, yeah. so the um, it was <laughs> it, it's funny. It was kind of one of those um, uh, sort of don't ask, don't tell sort of things where it was like, oh, and so you know, a dungeon master or a host will run our politicians through these adventures, and yeah. it was just kind of one of those things where no one ever really asked who's hosting. <laughs> so we never really said anything, but like but between myself and my coworkers, yeah. um, like in our team kind of down on the news floor, we were like, yeah, like I'm doing this. Like I'm going to run these shows. Cause like it was my idea. And like, yeah. I've been writing these adventures and I've sourced all our talent and stuff. I'm, mm-hmm. Obviously I'm going to do it. Yeah. No one from, from people who'd commissioned or no one from the channel had ever asked. Yeah. So we, never said anything that's, um, but yeah, that's the, absolutely amazing to me <laughs> but um, like running a game like this it's it's such a skill set and absolutely. Um, yeah it's it's certainly possible for someone to step in with improv skills or whatever and they would they would they would probably handle things okay but um yeah there's there's a lot to think about and there's a lot to juggle so how what is in your head when you sit down and think right i've got three politicians and they're from different parties and they're sitting down and I'm going to put them in a Dungeons and Dragons experience. How, like, how do you even start preparing for that? Where, where do your ideas come from? Is, um, am I doing a variant of that question? I think I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, 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 I guess the, the two kind of, um, well, one, one restriction and one kind of, I guess, condition that we wanted to have uh, on each of them is that, so we wanted each episode to kind of parallel um, like real life pol- political situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were going to be like ghosts that were attacking a village that no one wanted to admit were there. Um, there was going to be um, children who were stolen by a witch, but the kids wanted to stay with the witch because she was giving them candy. Um, and then I think we kind of played around with like the very last episode being um, the very last episode was going to be very stupid. And it was the great wizard climaticus uh, was going to be destroying the land but you had to convince all the villagers that he was real first. Um, and, you know, think, <laughs> things like that. Um, but the, 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 the most challenging part and the, the bit that I think where, you know, if they'd said, oh, can we get, you know, such and such comedian or such and such, um, you know, host to, to, to front the show, I think they would have really struggled with is that because they're politicians, their diaries are like stacked. Mm. Uh, they are, they're just back to back busy all the time. So we were only able to get an hour and 15 minutes of everyone's time. Yep. So it was basically 15 minutes to come in and say, Hey, thanks for coming. Uh, here's makeup. Get yourself looking pretty. Here's a character sheet. Uh, sit down at the table. We now have one hour to yeah. play. Look, one hour to, to intro, play the outro, do all that stuff. And then you have to leave uh, because we just, we wouldn't allow any more of your time. Like we, we were, you know, obviously when you, when you play a D and D game, like with your friends, sometimes you three, four hours is, is quite yeah. reasonable. And some people play even longer. I never do, but some people like to go even longer. And yeah. when we said to people, when we were saying to press secretaries and MPs, Oh, you know, could we, could we get an hour and 15 minutes of your time? It was like, we'd asked for a leg or something. It was, <laughs> It was like, oh, I don't know if we can make that happen. 
that's you're asking a lot and i was like fuck this is going to be really really tough to cram you know something that they're going to enjoy that is going to make sense and that people who are watching at home and like D are going to go oh that's good and then people who are watching at home and don't know anything about it are still going to be able to follow along and say oh that's good you know it, it was uh yeah it, that, that was by far and away probably like one of the most challenging parts of it all mm-hmm. um and i think we we we'd kind of firmed up maybe like three out of six of them um by the time we got to the the point that we did yeah wow yeah it sounds it sounds like a um a, a high pressure situation that you're you're jumping into but i suppose that's that's how you get the magic right <laughs> yeah no, no, ex- exactly exactly yeah so um i'm just in general this conversation it's reminded me of something that i saw in um in the newspaper on the weekend and i should have dug it out of the recycling bin and, and looked up what it was but I, I think i'm pretty sure it was elizabeth knox um who of course a famous famous writer here in new zealand and internationally um she was i cannot remember the context of what the article was but um she was talking about the value of um, creating creating fictional worlds and and thinking mm. about alternative realities. Um, she mm. was specifically um, speaking in relation to her recent book, uh, the Absolute Book, which has some climate change stuff going through. But mm. um, she was she was talking about this as something that that would be useful for um, politicians to engage in as a as a skill set. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I don't know if, if you have anything to say on that. I, I don't really have a question per se, but I'm, I'm wondering if you have any reflections no, on kind of the I, value I, of this. I, I would, I would absolutely agree. Um, mm. uh, like just with that in general, I think, um, you know, I, I don't think it's a particularly groundbreaking or controversial statement to say that, you know, seeing ourselves reflected in fiction is an excellent way to kind of understand our present reality and our present kind of thoughts and feelings. Um, and, I, and I think in a lot of ways, role-playing games can kind of take it even that one step further because you're not just looking at a fictional world mm. and you're not just kind of reading about it or hearing about it, you're in it. And I think really kind of what we wanted to do with this was to, to, to put them in a, in a, to put them in a fictional world and, and, um, and not just have them kind of think about it, but actually like put them in it. And I think when you do that, um, and, and it's the same with, you know, any kind of acting or, or, you know, when you go and see a theater show or you see a movie or, or whatever, um, you know, seeing it reflected somewhere else makes it more powerful for you. Um, and, and so I, I think we were kind of hoping to get, very like human reactions from from them uh, you know and 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 kind of get them to to think about uh to, to to think about other things and and um and i really lost my train of thought here but you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but yeah I, I would i would i would i would i would totally agree and i think it's definitely one of the the biggest strengths of of, of role-playing games and really like just fictional fantasy worlds in, in general yeah yeah, it's it's really interesting. That I think um, you mentioned really early, early on in this conversation about how um, it, it would putting politicians in a game situation kind of sidesteps the image management and yeah. and gives you a chance to kind of get to know people in a in a different way. And it just reminds me of um, one of the really powerful things that I found about gaming is that I've I've gone to lots of events. Um, where I've sat down and played games or run games with people that I, I didn't know. Um, and 
it's it's an incredible kind of bonding activity. It's it's like the most phenomenal icebreaker there could ever be because once the game's in train, you're kind of you're protected by this fictional situation, this fictional character that you're enacting. Yeah. But in the process of exploring that fiction, you just end up sharing so much of yourself and getting a sense of the selfhood of everyone else around the table. There's real, there's a real special magic to it, and it's yeah. I I, yeah. I, I, I would definitely echo what you said. Where I. Uh, like I, I've I've been to some conventions uh, here and overseas, mm. and you know I've played games and I've run games with some people that I do know and some people that I have never met in my life. I, yeah. I've I've run some games for a, a convention that I that I go to overseas, um, and I'll just check up a, a, a registration and say if you want to play, just just let me know. Yeah. And some people have sat down. And I'm like I've never met you in my life. I barely even know your name. Yeah. Um, but uh, and I think kind of tying back to the, to the show and, and what you were saying, you know, it's very, it's very human to want mm. to play games and have fun. And I think, you know, I would say with full confidence, 99.99% of the population like to play games and have fun. And so, you know, I think when you kind of have that shared, you know, that shared experience, it makes it so much easier to mutually understand other people and really kind of like get to know them because as you said like that you're protected in a way by the game um and you can kind of like let those barriers down a little bit and actually let people kind of understand you and know you because you've already kind of shared this experience even if that experience is just playing a game but i I think it's a very uh a very uh profound experience to, to kind of do that and, and and really let somebody know you and it's and it's happens and it's so easy to do that as well when you're yeah. playing a game yeah for real okay well maybe maybe one last question um this phenomenal idea that i really hope comes together um is it's it's a to me it's a very new zealand thing yes and what is it about new zealand's kind of political environment that has allowed allows this to happen because i i like it would be it would be an absolute non-starter in in lots of other places that i can oh, think of absolutely not, not just um like politicians playing dnd because I, I think there was a fundraiser recently in well i can't remember the name but someone in the u.s was was playing some dungeons and dragons to raise money for their senatorial bid or whatever mm. um but particularly kind of across party lines as mm. as a founding premise for that like it's mm. astonishing to me what's what's special about new zealand um i think new zealand's really small <laughs> <laughs> um and, and i and i think uh I, I i think because the country is because the country is so small and you know everyone knows everyone kind of thing i think it does keep our elected officials uh yeah, I think it keeps them humble, really. To 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 be, to be honest, um, and and I think it's it's kind of one of those things where you know if you have an idea like this, it is quite easy to approach them because um, you know because because they stay so humble and they stay kind of I guess relatable in a way. It, it is easier to approach them and talk to them about this kind of thing, and they would feel more I guess comfortable saying yes to something like that. Um, and 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 as well, I think if you're a politician and you're you know not to use a bad word, but if you're a bit of a dickhead about this kind of thing, um, <laughs> then word travels, you know, pe- people kind of will know about that. Um, and, and I think if you try and I think if you were in New Zealand and you were trying to conduct yourself, like say an American politician where like, you know, your time is constantly valuable. You never want to do anything with anyone unless it's like this, this or this and this, no one's going to want to talk to you because that's just not, that's just not how New Zealanders <laughs> are. Um, 
and 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 so yeah, I I think I think it is as you said a very New Zealand idea because you know we we um we we respect our elected officials, but we don't necessarily respect them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and that, is, think... that is that is a brilliant quote to to probably end on. I don't think you're going to top that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wonderful, Kieran. It's been uh, excellent to talk to you. So, no, thank you. Um, if people want to keep up with you and yeah. um, your podcast and any news about the developments in this idea, how are they going to do that? Uh, well, you can probably the easiest way is to follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at uh, Mr. K underscore Bennett. That's B E N N E T T. Uh, alternatively, if you're you know if you're interested in that kind of thing, uh, you can follow my D and D podcast uh, for Crits and Giggles. That's at for CNG podcast. Um, as for any developments about the show, just follow me on Twitter. And believe me, the moment we get funding for it, <laughs> I, there's going to be some all caps tweets. <laughs> Thank you, Kieran. Links to his podcast and Twitter are in the show notes. Go follow, go listen, spread the good word. Uh, get your tickets for the live show. Pour some centaur on me and tell your friends about us. We are Diceratops. Find us on all the socials at Diceratops NZ. I am Morgan Davey. Let the good dice roll. <laughs>